Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is brought to you by Arizona Circle, the new sketch comedy show from myself and a lot of the other awesome dudes at Rooster Teeth and from Funhouse. You can watch the first episode for free right now on roosterteeth.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Wednesday. Oh my god, it's Wednesday again. Every Wednesday we get sensitive topics and I still have to do it, so Kotaku, this is this is for you, bud. Oh no. Please enjoy. This is a respectful journalistic call to anonymous independent sources to prove this up. The hopping's always better when they're crying. Jesus Christ. Brian, don't say things like Woo. There's a lot of drama going on at one of the gaming media's biggest outlets. Yes, yeah, some spicy hump day drama. Yeah, it looks like the staff of Kotaku is at war with its ownership, and now the future of the site might be up in the air. Yeah, this is wild. It all has to do with those annoying autoplay ads that have gotten way worse recently on Kotaku. Nobody likes them. Full ads with sound, flash overlays, good stuff. And that includes Kotaku's staff, apparently. Ads with audio. <sighs> That's the ultimate sin. You're minding your own business, and all of a sudden an ad just blasts into your ear. Buy some dick pills! <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like the staff has staged a little revolt over the issue. Earlier this week, they put up a post on Kotaku that basically said, these ads suck. We hate them too. And hey, if you want to let our owners know about it, here's how. That's really awesome. Pretty chill move, yeah, to be frank. Chill, pretty rad. But not surprisingly, that post was later taken down. Now some people think the staff has been reprimanded for going rogue. Oh, why do people think that, Brian? Kind of because they did. Uh, <laughs> multiple staffers seem to kind of allude to some sort of punishment in their tweets yesterday. Kotaku's news editor, Jason Schreier, big fan of the show, tweeted yesterday, I don't know what's going to happen next, but to everyone who has read and supported our work at Kotaku over the years, thank you. And that's like the kind of thing you post when like you think you're about to get fired. The site's editor Steven Totillo tweeted, another tough day at the office. I've steered Kotaku through some rough waters before thanks to my amazing team. Can I do it again? We'll see. Fairly ominous. Yeah, these are all shades of ominous, I'd say. <laughs> so what happened here? And I guess we should go back up and give some context to all of this. Kotaku isn't just a standalone site. It and a number of others like Deadspin, Gizmodo, Jezebel, The Root, all used to be part of an online media company called Gizmodo Media Group. That was formed out of the ashes of Gawker Media, which if you remember, filed for bankruptcy in 2016. Yeah, and if you don't know why Gawker went bankrupt, just Google Hulk Hogan sex tape. Brother. Or don't. Or do. Or don't. Or do and report back to me. Gizmodo Media Group was bought by Univision Communications in 2016 after Gawker collapsed. Then in April of this year, Univision sold them to a private equity firm called Great Hill Partners, which combined the Gizmodo Group and the Onion into a new company called Geo Media. Man, all these companies just becoming new companies and then becoming new companies. Yeah, it's almost like a, a media company gets bought by another company and then that company gets acquired by a holding group and then that holding group gets acquired by AT&T. Oh boy. So yeah, that raised some eyebrows because private equity firms are sometimes not the best owners, because they have no reason to be. They've got a reputation for demanding profits over everything else and layoffs. Yeah! And has that been happening here, Brian? Not surprisingly, Geo Media has been clashing with its new employees across its various sites. They made headlines recently when management told Deadspin to stick to sports instead of politics. So they're already kind of trying to exercise editorial control. That led to Deadspin interim editor Barry Pachetsky getting fired for not just sticking to sports. Yeah, I wonder what that meeting was like, because he was was very blunt in that tweet. There's no way they would say that, right? It'd be more like, we've decided to part ways because we decided to take Deadspin in a new direction. And he's like, look at my balls. I just brought them out. Look at them. I'm gonna piss in your car. Just wait until you guys fire me. The tweet storm is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna make sure the windows are rolled up on my car. <laughs> I'm gonna have a six pack and just go nuts. The other day I got into my car and I looked in the back seat and Brian was back there just chugging Zimas. It was great. <laughs> stop it, Brian. So yeah, then the Deadspin staff fought back, posting a bunch of articles that had basically nothing to do with sports, like a pumpkin thief in Washington or an article about wedding dresses. My favorite were, here were three good dogs that I met in Mexico. They were very good boys. 
They all are. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's obvious that they were rebelling against what they saw as heavy-handed management, but the decision to autoplay ads affected all of Geo's sites, including Kotaku. And in the aftermath, all the sites posted a statement condemning the ads. The Deadspin version read, We think it is important to let you know that the editorial staff does not control the ad experience on the site, and that we understand that Deadspin is nothing without its readers. So your complaints are our complaints. They then encourage readers to submit feedback about the current user experience to Geo Media's senior leadership team. Cool. How do you think they feel about that? Uh, I'm sure I just throw it in the trash. I've been in similar situations before and certainly the people making those decisions want to never ever be associated with the decision They're very comfortable all socking it away Sometimes it's the implication that if you're the forward-facing part of the company Then it's also your responsibility to field all the bad press for decisions like this Been in that position a few times and it's never fun I do get a lot of vicarious joy about the people who are being put in that position to be like nope It's them yeah. don't f with them right now So Schreier linked to Kotaku's version and tweeted if the atrocious ads on our website are bothering you Here's how to contact Kotaku's new private equity owner management team. Vocab. Yeah. Always hot, even in his personal tweets. Multi-polysyllabic. Oh my god, what the oh. Sexual. <laughs> Those posts were later taken down by management according to the staff's union, so that about brings us to where we are right now. Yeah, it's usually bad when you're posting something that your owners are unilaterally deleting without any communication. By Tuesday night, Kotaku was trending on Twitter, with some people wondering if the site was shutting down entirely. Even people in the industry have been showing support for Kotaku, right, Brian? Corey Barlog, the director of God of War no less tweeted his support to Schreier, writing, how is your company not pressuring you to not talk or tweet about this? Or are they, and you're just saying, screw it. Either way, respect. The developer Ted Falzak tweeted, it's like someone from the 80s just bought a website and has no idea how anything works. Good luck, Kotaku and Deadspin, you deserve better. That's probably what it is. Yeah. A boomer is being like, ah, Mergers and acquisitions, dude, fell into a time portal. <laughs> Chairs all flicked back. Yeah, he's got a cigar. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna no, make some money. The staffers insist that the site is still going, Writer Heather Alexandra tweeted, A lot of trolls are acting like Kotaku's gone, but we're not. As we fight for our comrades and see what the future holds, we're still gonna do our best to provide the coverage readers expect. Interesting choice of the word comrade, given that Kotaku is a pretty left-leaning publication, which I'm down with, don't get me wrong. <laughs> that one slipped me with her use of the word Lada. Don't see <laughs> yeah. And Kotaku video producer Chris Person tweeted, I'm very proud to work with everyone at GMG Union, whatever may come. Pardon me for a moment, I'm gonna wag a finger at the internet. Listen, I know that you guys might have your issues with Kotaku, all right, and you might feel lectured or talked down to by some of their op-eds, whatever. Put that aside for a second. They did this to protect you. They did this so when you go to Kotaku, if you go to, I know you use your archive links because you think you're so smart. They did it to protect the viewers of the website. This is arguably a pro-consumer move. To celebrate this is just It's self-contradictory, it's hypocritical, and shame on you for doing it. You can have your issues with their writing, whatever, but you can't really argue that they do good work there. Even if you don't agree with it, it's still good work. Don't chop your own dick off to spite your balls to, I don't know why I said that earlier and I said it again, but. You're bringing it back and it's good. And it, it'll be. Keep bringing it back. It's good, it's constructive, it's positive. Please appreciate that this was done on behalf of the readers and not on behalf of huge corporate corporations that want more money, which is what you frequently say that you're against on principle. I disagree. They said a girl in a game was good once. That just crosses the line for me. The implication <laughs> that video games should be for anything except heterosexual white men is absurd. I'm to say it. Rant over, but it sounds like there might be punishments being levied out right now. Although it's hard to imagine because they're in a union, so it's hard to imagine exactly what they can strike back against. Really, it was Geo Media that was in violation of their contractual agreement with GMG Union. It's possible the union could sue, but the private equity has all the money. How long have they had that union, do you know? Not that long. I want to say about a year, maybe? When they were really celebrating getting the union formalized and everything? I could be wrong about that. A lot of these digital media sites have been unionizing like just the past year or maybe 
maybe two. I don't think it goes past that. Gotcha. Well, clearly it's needed. It's clearly needed. So that's yeah. good. Frustratingly, a union is what's supposed to prevent incidents like this because they had an agreement. It was either Attilo or Schreier who basically posted the section of their contract that said that they were allowed to control all creative on the site. Every post, they were allowed to decide what goes up, what it looks like, and when. So for Geo to delete a post is in violation of their contractual agreement. That's breach of contract. You can sue for that. I don't know to what end. I'm not a lawyer. Maybe we should have talked to one. What happens when your script turnaround is 30 minutes long? Journalism. Hey. Thank you. We're miracle workers. It's about Love recognizing us. what you could have done and didn't rather than actually doing it. And then feeling bad about it for the next month or so. <laughs> that was still some nice context though. Thank you. It's also fair to ask if the future of the site is in question. We don't know Kotaku's finances, but private equity firms are generally in this for the money, not the journalism. For sure. And that's almost 100% why you're seeing the ads autoplay. Obviously the staffers didn't like it either, which is how this whole controversy blew up. Another really fun position to be in is to try to elocute to your owners that if they burn the house to the ground, they'll have no place to live anymore. You can do this and revenues will go up a little bit, but you're gonna drive traffic down and you're eventually gonna run out of money. Again, private equity firm doesn't give a shit. They're probably there to make the money and then just sell it off right. after they're done pillaging it. Yeah, that's why Toys R Us isn't around anymore. That's what private equity does. That's why KB Toys isn't around. They've got a long track record of this. Not saying Great Hill specifically, but like Bain Capital, all these guys. KB Toys? Yeah. Is that something I should know? Nah, that's an American thing. Oh, okay. I mean... I'm American. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Geomedia is certainly not afraid to close down a site. Early this month, they completely shuttered one of its marquee sites, the politics blog Splinter. And if Kotaku does go down, it would also be the second big name to take a hit after Game Informer was gutted by its parent company earlier this year. Yeah, while Kotaku has come under fire from some groups in the past, the reality is they've done a lot of original reporting too, and it's of a pretty high quality, which is not something that happens in games media too often. Sometimes there's not a lot of original reporting, but Kotaku does do some. One of their biggest and most recent scoops was all about the drama at Riot Games. They documented a lot of cases of sexist behavior and gender discrimination. That was a huge story. It caused massive upheaval at the League of Legends developer. It led to lawsuits, a walkout. All of that made national headlines. That all started with Kotaku's reporting. Yeah, they also did a big expose last year about the culture of crunch at Rockstar Games, especially all of the hours that went into Red Dead Redemption 2. And crunch has definitely been a huge issue across the gaming industry, so their reporting has been at the forefront of the issue, shedding a lot of light on it, which is good. There's a number of things that a lot of people enjoy the benefits of without knowing the sacrifices that went into them. A lot of game developments like that. Good reporting brings all those stories out and makes everyone aware of them, and Kotaku has done that. Just to cycle back to it, whether or not you agree with the reporting that they've had or some of the op-eds or opinions they've put out there, they are one of the very few doing it. It's worth celebrating that because without original reporting, like where are all your YouTube guys gonna get their things to be mad at? Consider that. Right. Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is brought to you by Arizona Circle. This is a show that I, and especially like James and Elise over at Funhouse, worked super, super hard on. It's <laughs> hard on. Nice. It's uh, it's definitely like a passion project. Uh, we've all been fans of comedy for a long time, and this is sort of us exploring some new avenues. Uh, we got a budget and some cameras and some crew, and we went out and filmed some stuff. So if you want to see us looking better than ever, check it out. Uh, the release schedule is pretty cool. So the first episode you can actually watch right now on roosterteeth.com. Roosterteeth.com slash watch slash Arizona dash circle dash 2019 dash one. Is it an easy URL? We'll have it in the description for you. But essentially, every week we're going to add a new episode, seven episodes in this season. And each week, the last week's episode goes free to watch on roosterteeth.com. So right now, you can go and watch the first episode from the first season for free on roosterteeth.com. And 
If you enjoyed it, you can watch the next episode. Also right now, you just have to sign up for first membership. First memberships just support everything we do here at Rooster Teeth. It's the best way to show your support for us and the shows that we make. So we encourage you to do that. And it's definitely one of the things they're tracking for this show. So once more, that's roosterteeth.com. Links in the description for episode one and episode two. You can watch episode one for free right now and episode two if you sign up for first membership. But then again, episode two is gonna flip for free next week, next Wednesday. So please keep a watch out for that. Thank you so much for your support and I hope you enjoy the show.